Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Tamara Rosier will join us to discuss Brains Not Broken. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. show. Well, ADHD, how do we improve the situations of those who have it? Joining us today to discuss this issue is Dr. Tamara Rosier. Dr. Rosier is the founder of the ADHD Center of West Michigan. She and her staff work with individuals with ADHD and their families. She's currently the president of the ADHD Coaches Organization and is a popular conference and keynote speaker, published numerous articles about living with ADHD. She has penned the new book, Your Brain's Not Broken, Strategies for Navigating Your Emotions and Life with ADHD. Dr. Rosier, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Well, it is certainly our pleasure. Certainly a fascinating book you put together here, Your Brain's Not Broken, where you talk about ADHD. I'm curious why you decided to put this book together. Well, I was working with my clients, and time and time again, they would show up in my office, and they were just beat down, and they were tired. And as one of my clients said, I'm just tired of being me. It's tiring, just constantly screwing up. And what they didn't know is that ADHD affected every little part of their life. Probably the biggest symptom of ADHD that no one really talks about is the difficulty with emotional regulation. One might not even recognize that one has ADHD, and that's also part of the battle. It really is. You know, I work with a lot of high-functioning people, every profession, and ADHD folks can be quite intelligent. Intelligence is a different construct. They're smart, but they keep coming up and saying, well, why can't I just do the easy things in life? Why can't I manage a calendar? Why aren't I getting out of the house on time? Why, 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 why? And that's how this book started. So a lot of adults with ADHD They don't show up as those naughty little third grade boys that were diagnosed by their teachers back in the 80s. Now adult ADHD shows up in very complex behaviors. There's three kinds of ADHD. There's um, hyperactivity, inactivity, inattentiveness, and the combination. Those people with inattentive ADHD, those are the hardest to catch. The inner landscape of someone with ADHD is oftentimes very difficult sorting out all the various inputs that are coming in and vying for their attention. Yeah, exactly. And, and here's, here's the sad part. A lot of the folks I, I'm working with, they think that it's their character flaw. So let's think about the lawyer with whom I work. She's a very good lawyer, very thoughtful at what she does. She's a divorce attorney, and yet she's so tired of making these little tiny mistakes that she just starts to wonder, am I just bad at my job? Am I lazy? And by the way, she's far from lazy. And so she's the kind of person that it becomes an emotional toll on her too. She just questions, 
her abilities and her character. The, the struggles that you find to be most common among those with ADHD. Yeah, it's interesting. I find the core struggle is emotional regulation. And this is where I can hear your listeners saying, well, hold up. I don't go around yelling at people. I have control over my emotions. Well, even stuffing your emotions is not managing your emotions. Those of us with ADHD have brains that are set up a little bit differently to go into a little bit on this, our prefrontal cortex, that part of our brain right behind our forehead. So if your listeners tap on their forehead, that's where the prefrontal cortex is. That is in charge of making sense of sequencing things, remembering where you parked your car. It's the seat of an executive function. And for those of us with ADHD, we don't have reliable access to that part of our brain, which means we have to find other ways to do things. So many of us rely on a different part of our brain to make sense of the world. And that's called the limbic center. And there's other, I'm, I'm really oversimplifying all this, but the limbic center is really focused on keeping us safe. And so for those of us with ADHD, we tend to interpret things emotionally first in realms of safety. And so you can imagine how complicated this gets in the modern world when you're just really trying to have a career and a family and remember where you parked your car. The surprising thing is that the emotional centers wind up driving a lot of the ADHD behaviors. Yeah. It, you know, I love when you said overtaxed. Overtaxed is exactly it. That part of the brain is supposed to be used when we're in danger. But for those of us with ADHD, we confuse minor threats with big dangers. So I work with a college student at U of M and her brain gets confused that this paper is the equivalent of a big bear chasing her through the woods. Well, she's confusing the threat. And so she's thinking about this task emotionally and she's responding emotionally to it. What are the approaches that you generally try and take with clients regulating their emotions, guide those circuits in the most effective way? Yeah. First of all, if you have a history of ADHD, if you have a family history, this is a highly hereditary situation. So if you have a parent with ADHD, your odds of having it are about 50%. And so ADHD runs in family. If you're constantly feeling frustrated with yourself and you can't figure out, I'm so interested in these other things. And if it has my interest, I can do it. But why can't I just get these things done? I would start to question ADHD. So the first step I, I always ask is find someone qualified to assess ADHD. I am going to put a caveat there. The smarter you are with ADHD, the better you'll perform on tests. And so the harder it is to actually, for the rater to actually catch your ADHD. And so I do want to put that out there. Although we're advanced in many areas, in ADHD, we're not advanced in diagnosing it. It takes a very good rater to find ADHD in a highly intelligent person. After that, the first step, I always work with my clients and, hey, let's take a look at that emotional landscape and let's understand it. Let's not be afraid of it, but let's understand it and manage it. And then from there, we work on how they can manage their life. And so every ADHD person needs to find their hacks to manage their ADHD. I'm going to tell you there is not one right way to do it. We need to find hacks that don't hurt others or ourselves and that actually work. And so ADHD coaching is working on finding those strategies. 
What's been the most surprising instances of individuals with ADHD? Uh, you know what I love? My people are creative geniuses sometimes. In the hacks they have to make up to get certain things done, they are just incredibly smart about solving their own problems. Most of us are very comfortable divergent thinkers. That means we tend to be out of the box, like to connect global ideas, and we lean on that thinking. And that tends to make us very creative in how we go about problem solving. And so the thing I love about my clients is once we start to tap into the, their divergent thinking and to use it to solve our problems, they just always step up and they do it in just really wonderful ways. Having a good support structure around if you have ADHD is, is almost as important. And Yeah, you know, <laughs> the feedback I've gotten from this book has been wonderful, but also heartbreaking because the feedback I've been getting is, oh my gosh, I finally see, I, I finally feel seen and heard. And that tells me there's so many people going out of there without any support feeling what's wrong with me all the time. So if I were them, first of all, if your family is able to see you and to support you and to help you live an ADHD-friendly life, start there. But not all of us have that as an option. So there are great organizations out there. One nonprofit is ADDA, A-D-D-A. They are adults with attention deficit. They have a wonderful community. You could get started there. Find your people. And when I'm with my ADHD folks, sure, we don't get to places on time. But wow, we all speak the same language. and We have, a, we have just a wonderful time together. So find your people, find your tribe, and start learning more about your ADHD. Sometimes the hardest part is taking that first step. Any advice for people trying to overcome some anxiety regarding dealing with their ADHD? You know, it's amazing. So many people think if you admit you have ADHD, you're admitting you're stupid. And honestly, that is what I thought years and years ago. I spent years trying to hide my ADHD. It's kind of a form of imposter syndrome. Maybe if I can just pretend I'm neurologically normal, then people will accept me. So the first step is to really acknowledge that, you know, my brain isn't broken, but it is working differently. And I need to respect that difference and move forward with that new knowledge. Know thyself. Yeah. And maybe accept yourself. Because I think for years, I wasn't accepting myself. And I work with clients every day who don't accept who they are. Just really want to encourage your listener. If you're listening to this and if you're thinking, oh, wow, my husband, I bet he has ADHD. You know, maybe not run into the house and say, hey, you have ADHD. But maybe kind of gently tiptoe and go, hey, would you mind exploring this together? If you're a listener who, oh, shoot, I think I have ADHD. Just, you know what? There are so many ways you can investigate. You can find out more about this. So start the journey and really start to understand how your brain actually works. All right. We were just speaking with Dr. Tamara Rosier. Her new book, Your Brain's Not Broken, Strategies for Navigating Your Emotions and Life with ADHD. Dr. Rosier, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. 
make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at grox.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.grox.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.